You're listening to the We Don't Want to Wait iZombie Podcast Marshmallow Crossover Spectacular. Uh, my name is Robin. My name is Stephanie. And we are back in Neptune. We're escaping all our problems and and all the all the grief and trauma that goes on around the world, <laughs> and just going into simple little Neptune where uh, you know, I mean, there's rapes and bus bus disasters <laughs> and uh, dead teenagers, dead teenagers, you know. But uh, at least, you know, oh, in the Sadie Hawkins dance, let's not forget that. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, this week we have three episodes to talk about. They are the rapes of Graf. I like Plan that title. B. Wait, you do or don't? I do. Yeah, uh, Plan B, and I am God. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, not a fan of rape, but it's just a funny turn of phrase. It's like a play on the grapes of wrath. The rapes yeah, of and it's and it's you're like. Who is Graf? Yeah, I was wondering who if you gets, put that together. <laughs> yeah, who gets raped? Yeah. Like, wh- who, what's going on? Uh-huh. And, I mean, it's technically one rape, but then we, then we find out about another rape and potentially more rapes. Mm-hmm. But, um, okay, so let's start with that one. It is uh, written by John M. Bum. Um, the summary is, Veronica helps Troy Vandergraaf, even though she doesn't trust him. Keith Keith, uh, Keith helps Cliff out of a jam. I didn't realize that was a tongue twister. And Logan deals with his feelings for Hannah. So I have written in order here that we should talk about um, Logan first. And then we'll get into the Troy stuff. And then we'll end up with what's going on with Cliffy. All right. So um, it's announced in this episode that um, Woody Goodman has put up an essay contest. And it's about freedom. And if you win it, you get to be get to like you know do some menial office work with Woody Goodman, but you also get to blow up a stadium. So, <laughs> um, well, and you know this is the time where they're applying to colleges. So this would look this is some good experience to put on your your uh, college application. And I just wonder when you're trying to get into Stanford, like is it? I guess Stanford is kind of hard to get into. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when you have a teenager and they're in high school and you're like imagining what it's going to be like when your kid get, goes to college and television and movies put all this stuff, these tropes out there about, you know, it's so competitive getting into college. Right. And, and, and then when your kid actually goes to college, it's just, can you pay the money? <laughs> <laughs> But you can humble brag. You'd be like, oh, yeah, my daughter's away at Stanford this week. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Stanford is awesome. Yeah, and I'm but. sure you get a great education, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, Logan tells Veronica that he hasn't dumped Hannah. And um, I love that Wallace calls Logan a cat. Like He always ends up on his feet. And, and the, but, but my favorite part of that is uh, Veronica thinks what he means by cat is useless and selfish, <laughs> which I, as a person is not a huge fan of cats. So I was like, yeah, <laughs> I love that Veronica is a dog lover, strictly like no time for cats. Yeah. But Wallace is saying that, like, uh, I mean, he's never going to get his when is he going to get his comeuppance? Right. He, nothing ever sticks. He gets away with everything. Yep. Good old Eric Trump Eccles over there. Uh, <laughs> not political. Don, Don Jr. <laughs> He's more of a Don Jr. 
I mean, in these episodes, everything Logan says is so sarcastic. Every movement he makes, everything is oh, God. so. I, I tried not to write it, write it all down because yeah, Jason Doring is on fire. He's yeah, I know he really is. He has he has really developed into a much better actor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or he settled into this role. Uh, okay, so Hannah is giddy. She's excited to go sailing with them, and Logan says that they can't see each other. She's sweet. He's not. And Hannah is just left in the parking lot stunned, thinking this has got to be a joke because just immediately yeah. switched off. She left a cake in his locker. Yeah, get out of jail free cake <laughs> that Dick finds out later has a nail file in it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and yeah, so Logan kind of cuts loose and, you know, he, Dick's like, we're going to like, we're going to party now. We're two single bros. And it's like Mortal Kombat beer and pizza. <laughs> no, yeah. We're going to party like Ozzy. Yeah. And when they get there, Logan's like, you know, Ozzy would be embarrassed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, eventually Logan, uh, tells Hannah about the reason that he dumped her. He admits that he asked her out. So her dad would drop the testimony. And there we uh, have it. There we ha- yes. I would- I was like, holy cow, it's true. He, like, it could go either way. We, we didn't know. We didn't know, but he actually admits it. So there we go. I, and, and strangely, she forgives him. <laughs> yeah. That, that, you know, I mean, it's a complicated of- situation. She mm-hmm. understands. So uh, they go back to the old Neptune Grand, and they're about to have some sex when the hotel manager walks in with uh, Dr. Griffith. Oh, God, that was so, like... I was so nervous. God. Because it just shows them walking towards the door, and you see they have a key card mm. to open up the door. Oh, and he's, like, about to go down. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was the position that they were in when they walked in. And, and she's got all pink. She's got all these, you know, a pink undershirt and a pink overshirt and a pink this and a pink uh, that. Like, she's so girly girl, innocent. And so Logan just is like, I don't care. There's nothing you can do to stop me from seeing her. And uh, Dr. Tom Griffith says, you want to bet. And Mm. the next day, Hannah's friends tell Logan that she was sent to one of the worst places you could ever send somebody. (laughs) Vermont. (laughs) (laughs) Which, too, I'm sure, you know, living, you know, in the vicinity of San Diego is probably like the furthest. You might as well put her in Poland, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, um uh, I'll just say uh, bye, bye, Hannah. We don't, we don't ever see her again. Aww. Aww. Well, she li- she she served her purpose. She did. She was cute. She looked like Veronica. You know. She uh, kept and she kept Logan away from Veronica for a few episodes. <laughs> yes. Um. All right. So let's go to our uh, college storyline. Our first of many spoilers. Wait. Let's talk. <laughs> can we talk about? Uh, Oh my gosh! Can we talk about uh, Michael, Sarah, and Aaliyah Shawcat? Yep, that's in the college part. Yep, go ahead. What? What? Arrested Development. Okay. Okay. Give me the scoop. Oh, you? I was to say, do you have the trivia? Because it sounds like you got it. <laughs> no. I okay. Want to I know. have. What's What's the deal? Okay. So on Arrested Development, uh, it was around this time that Arrested Development was canceled after its third season, and in the season three episode, Family Ties. Uh, George Michael, played by Michael Sarah, asks his uh, sort of cousin, maybe, <laughs> uh, played by Alia Shawkat, if she wants to watch a DVD. 
But the name of the DVD is actually bleeped on the show. And the subtitles under the bleeping uh, say it was a reference to an off-network high school private eye drama censored by Fox. Uh, which is referring, of course, to um, uh, Veronica Mars, whose creator, Rob Thomas, and stars uh, professed their admiration of Arrested Development several times. So, like, this was kind of like a, a call back to them. Like, yeah, we, we know that you guys love our show. We love your show. Yeah, I mean, I can see that because, you know, like um – Party down seems to have yeah that same feeling yeah that yeah same I don't know there's that awkward humor the is that single camera uh, you know not studio audience sitcom um you know kind of adult humor um, you mm-hmm. could definitely see like yeah Rob Thomas might be watching Arrested Development going you know I want to do something like this you know mm. where like you know it's not your traditional sitcom where like, you know, everybody is just a, you know, a nice person in a, in a bad world. Like, you know, everybody seems to have kind of like their scuzzy side, you know, <laughs> like nobody's mm-hmm. innocent, you know, anyway, <clears throat> it's, it's unknown if this part of that Arrested Development uh, episode was censored for real or if it was like a joke, you know, right. because I guess the next episode uh, was, had a full uh, Full blown crossover with Law and Order SVU, <laughs> which is also on another network. Um, right. I just want to say I love Alicia Shawkat. I love Search Party. I love party. Search Party. Yes, it's Scooby. It's hipster Scooby Doo. I know. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite things that about getting um, an up to, upgraded cable package was a being able to watch Turner Classic Movies and b finally get getting TBS so I could watch Search Party. <laughs> Uh, I want to see uh, what is that that show with the oh darn it? Are you talking it was, about Miracle Workers? That just started on TBS. No, I don't. I don't know about that. No, the one with what's her face from The Office and Parks and Rec. Her dad is Rashida Jones. Are you talking about Angie Tribeca? Yes, that looks funny. Yeah, it is funny. It's kind of like a spoofy. It's it's pretty much like Police Squad, the yeah. naked gun kind of stuff. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so Rob Thomas is quoted as saying, honestly, the day I heard they were shutting down production on that show, I called our casting director and said, book them for Veronica Mars as soon as possible. (laughs) I didn't talk to Elia, but I talked to Michael and it turned out he's a Veronica Mars fan and is excited to be doing it. So I'm thrilled about that. Both, um, Michael Sarah and, um, Elia Shawkat requested that their roles not be similar to George Michael and maybe, obviously. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Michael Sarah uh, was supposed to recur in season three, but it just did not work out. Mm. So, unfortunately. He got in the movies. Yep. He was busy. <laughs> Very busy. Probably would have been another Allison Hannigan situation, you know, somebody that you really love to see on the show, but it's like really hard to schedule around. Mm-hmm. All right. So, before we get into their characters, we got to start. Um, uh, you know, Wallace wants to visit Hearst. Veronica, not so much. It's a, it's a college in, in Neptune. She doesn't want to stay in Sunnydale. Uh, <laughs> but she realizes she's got to protect it, you know. Uh, and also, you know, we have to see Dad. Uh-huh, exactly. Or Mom. Yeah. And Giles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So true. Um, so we meet our tour guide, uh, played by Michael Sarah. 
confusingly, he is called Dean, and there is a Dean character in the show. So it's like sometimes you hear them talking about the Dean, and then sometimes there's Dean. Um, so Dean challenges them to pair up with somebody they don't know. Uh, Wallace, of course, picks the hottest girl. And um, Dean pairs Veronica up with, and we turn around and we see Troy's there. What? Ah. Dean says, do you know each other? And Veronica says, nope, I don't know him at all. Not at all. <laughs> I mean, and that's great because he turned out to be somebody completely different yeah, I mean, than what she thought. It's a call back to the episode, you think you know someone. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Troy says he's been through therapy. He's quit drunk drugs. He dumped that psycho ex that he was going after and doing all this stuff for. He's a good guy now. And Veronica says, you're water under the bridge. Duplicitous evil water. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's she's keeping him at arm's length. Mm-hmm. So uh, Veronica meets some dude. Uh, we find out his name is Andrew. Um, he she runs into the rating system, you know, and he starts rating different things about her and how how high she'd score on this uh, this little game they've got going. We find out about later, and he earns a beer in the face, and then he tries to. Get revenge and throw beer in his her face, and then she just reverses and throws beer in his face again. <laughs> that was great. And uh, then Troy jumps out to defend her, and is not exactly as like tough as he sounds, and he ends up getting punched and knocked over. <sighs> Veronica is not impressed, but we have we meet Stacy, uh, played by Alia Shawkat, who is impressed, and she ends up like kind of nursing um, Troy. Um, Veronica actually catches up with Drew later and ends up tasing him, <laughs> keeping him away from some other girl, which I thought was great. Did you did you catch yes. that? Yeah, okay. Yes. Okay, that yes. Was funny. Um, Troy calls uh, Veronica for help the next day, and we find out that Stacy was date-raped. They roofied her, and they shaved her head, and uh, he says that he has... Uh, she has his hair on her, but and that his he washed his clothes. But he says the reason why is because she puked on him, you know, as they were headed to her room. So he left her in bed and left and washed his clothes. And likely story. And so it's kind of like, oh, really, you know? <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's just another one of those situations. It's kind of like you know, this is going to bother Veronica because this sounds a lot like what happened to her. You know, she was really messed up. Uh, she got drugged and then she was left in bed, you know, for the world to, to for whoever to, to climb in bed with her. Um, so uh, Troy points the finger at, you know, this other guy that was kind of drooling after her. And um, uh, he was a part of the Pi Sigma Sigma house, the same place that Andrew's from. And his name is Gordo. And Veronica also meets Chip. And he says that Gordo had his stomach pumped. He's in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Chip. David Tom, where do I know him from? Young and the Restless? Yep. It was Billy Abbott from Young and the Restless. <laughs> it's so funny. I keep looking up these cast credits and now it's like instead of being like, yeah, he was in this person was in a thousand episodes of the soap opera, I uh, kind of glance over it because it's just kind of like everybody. I swear, like the casting director like trolled you know, soap operas to get some actors on this show because. And of course, you know, I have no connection to them. So, I mean, I watched a little when I was in, you know, my college years, but that's about it. Did you see when Marlena was uh, possessed by the devil? Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yep, I definitely saw that. That was great. 
Um, yeah, that was right around the time. <laughs> um, okay, so Troy's rep is squashed. Uh, nobody wants to talk to him on the tour now, and he says he let he he left his name and number on Stacy's message board. Why would he do that? So Veronica meets Stacy, who is now wearing Trina's hat. <laughs> she noticed that. <laughs> I was like, that hat looks familiar. It looks exactly like the one Allison Hannigan used to wear. It's like the special guest guest star hat. <laughs> was it the same hat? I, I could have sworn it was, but I didn't really go aside take a side by side comparison. Yeah, that was a that was a great scene mm. when Veronica went from oh I'm just you know passing by to you know I'm I can relate and it's, then, it's it's bad and it'll get better and then she gets oh she's she was with him she's his friend she's right. trying to get him cleared she yeah, does see great scene. She, she does see Troy's name and number on the board and she also sees a CCC written there. Mm-hmm. Because all college kids use Roman numerals. Uh, yeah. Well, it's a, it's a Roman thing or whatever, or the Greek thing, maybe. I don't know. Should they use Greek numerals since they're all doing Greek fraternities? I don't know. Um, so, uh, but Veronica looks into wigs. She goes to the wig shop and does her Emmy speech. Oh, my gosh. That was great. <laughs> they freaking – I love that she they – She was so emotional. I love that they played the music under her. That that uh-huh. topped, it, topped it off. She didn't know her sister's name. You don't know her name. <laughs> yeah. Your sister, the girl was Hawaiian. The girl, Hawaiian, yeah. Uh, Veronica finds out from Dean about. Oh yeah, she goes to Dean. She said, "Where can I find a Hawaiian girl? <laughs> uh, Hawaii." <laughs> <laughs> and then he points her to a Pacific Islander group that has lunch, and she also spots a CL on a on a whiteboard, and he tells her about the the scores. And that- I mean, Michael Sarah was really good in this. I mean, him, mm-hmm. her, him, and her going back and forth—they're great. Mm-hmm. They're very well matched. Yeah, I, I, I definitely liked Michael Sarah. I was wondering if they were going to like pair her up. Of course, I, I have an idea what they would have done with him, but I'm—I don't want to spoil anything for season three. Not that Veronica, Veronica's going to Hearst next year. I wasn't going to spoil that. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't, I don't remember much, but I do know as soon as you know, back in one angry Veronica when they said Hearst College, I was like, "Oh, that sounds so familiar." It does, yeah, well, it's because of this one episode where they tour for Hearst, you know. Mm-hmm, That's all. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the, there's this contest. There's a board in the basement. Pledges get their heads shaved if they don't score high enough. And apparently the contest ended last night, so everybody was kind of like trying to get some last minute points in. Um, so Wallace, yeah, and that's and that makes sense. The why the guy was so forward with Veronica, yeah, which I know, you know, at college it's different than when I was a kid, but yeah. <laughs> uh, he well, was just very upfront. <laughs> So they so Wallace gets a tour of Piseg and unlocks a window for Veronica, who ends up going down and seeing their scoreboard and the picks and the trophies, tons of trophies. But she got caught. Mm-hmm. And Chip is not as nice as he was when he found her walking in the front door. Um, and Veronica calls him out as being rapists, and uh, she says there's a CCC on Stacy's door. Chip says nobody touched Stacy. And um, Gordo is the other guy. He lost his locks because he didn't. It didn't work out with Stacy. That's why. Um, and then she finds out that Bird Dog, his name is Andrew, um, uh, counted her as uh, a score. Like he ended up getting points because of her. 
and you know now he's going to get his head buzzed because she's like nope <laughs> Um, so Veronica finds a pink haired Pacific Islander girl and asks her where she got her. It's my real hair. <laughs> and then she meets another girl, uh, named Dawn and, uh, Veronica finds Stacy talking to the Dean says it wasn't Troy says Dawn was raped the same way. Uh, when Troy was on the other side of the country and says mm-hmm. that if you, if I bet you the box of hair was Gordon's and he was just punishing Stacy for losing his hair Like here's my hair Biatch kind of thing <laughs> I know I mean how How sick um, I mean to to rape somebody And then cut their hair off And then send it to I mean like Is this so messed up <laughs> uh, Actually no They're saying that the box of hair was Gordon's yes. Gordon delivered that hair the next day As if to say F you, you're the reason why I didn't score points. He was not the rapist. Yes. We don't find out who the rapist but, is. <laughs> I know, but for her to think that somebody was sending her her hair. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would, that, that's so disturbing. Yeah, I'm wondering, like, did Gordon know that she got her head she got, shaved? He must, he, must, he must not have known she was raped. Yeah, I don't know. Also, um... Just because Dawn was raped the same way when Troy was on the other side of the country doesn't exactly yeah, does it- prove that Troy didn't rape Stacy. Right. Just so happens that maybe Troy heard, "Hey, that that was a pretty humiliating thing to do to a girl. Maybe I'll do it too." You know, it's so mm-hmm. weird that we end this end this whole case without finding out who did it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I wonder if we ever will. Uh- <laughs> oh. But, hmm. but we know the pie. Interesting. The pie sig boys uh, get brought down because uh, the dean gets a picture of the board, and even though they're they might not be rapists, they're still doing a really sick game. Mm-hmm. Um, pie sig gets put on probation, and Wallace just kind of has a laugh. He's like, "Well, you already have enemies here. <laughs> <laughs> you're not even you're not even at the school yet." Uh, Stacy goes to the pie sig house and then throws Gordon's hair into the ceiling fan. With her little dog <laughs> Yes <laughs> But uh, again it's like Poor Stacy like she never actually Like she gets revenge on the guy That pranked her with his own hair But doesn't actually know Who raped her Yeah no justice No justice. Um, last bit of trivia here Aaron Ashmore is back For one more episode he's never on it again um, But he says it was kind of nice Coming back and being the good guy Not the bad guy for once and he says, I think Veronica Mars is a great show. So if they wanted me to, I'd love to bring this character back. I love the show. I love the character of Troy. But yeah, he never comes back. So Aww. bye. Um, all right. So the last part of this episode is uh, Keith finds Johnny Frost uh, cuffed to a <laughs> hotel bed. <laughs> oh, this is great. <laughs> I was just like, he, this is totally a Johnny Frost thing right here. Mm. Um. But uh, yeah, he's there to he's cruising the OBGYN society for clients and for mm-hmm. dates. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that's understandable. <laughs> <laughs> so this girl cuffed him and stole his briefcase, and um, we, we see we see Cliff on, on a security tape. On the elevator, he's motorboating this girl. <laughs> I was like, "It's Johnny Frost! It's totally Johnny Frost!" Um, 
So we see uh, – we, we first thing the briefcase was handed off to uh, Sheriff Lamb who's there making out with another girl. And it turns out that the girl is Madison. Oh, that was great. Mm. <laughs> Too bad she's 18. Yeah. So Keith, like I love that Keith pulls out a She's Legal campaign poster for Sheriff Lamb. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's his excuse. Like, uh, it's still unseemly yeah. for – yeah, exactly. She's a high school student. That's gross. So Lamb fesses up about the other girl uh, is actually uh, an escort named Sugar Jones, and Veronica finds an escort at her door, and it turns out that Keith and Cliff are ambushing her <laughs> by inviting her over, and she says she gave her briefcase to some guy in the garage, and she doesn't know his name. Is it yet another case that's kind of like dot dot dot? We don't have a resolution, but we we know that in the case was. Um, Logan Eccles murder files um, Or was it Aaron Eccles One of the two it was Eccles uh-huh. murder file stuff um, Also at the end of this episode We find out um, uh, We find out that the ex- Plastic explosives that are being used To uh, blow up the stadium Are the same ones that Veronica saw in Terrence's locker And also Danny Boyd works At this uh, little stadium Crew Danny Boyd Danny Boyd Taylor Sheridan. Uh huh. Uh, so, because uh, he's the most famous guest star. Um, Who? Taylor Sheridan. No. <laughs> Woody. Woody. Oh, Steve Gutenberg. Yeah, he did it because it was his explosives from his, and it was his hanger, and mm. he did it. Did what? He blew up the bus. Yes. Mm. All right. Well, we'll see. Because he's the most famous guest star. <laughs> yeah, right. We'll see. <laughs> I know. He's the Harry Hamlin of season two, apparently. Right. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's go on to the episode Plan B, written by Dana Lynn North. And I really like this episode. Uh, this oh, episode. I like all these. Yeah. Uh, it's the Sadie Hawkins dance, but also Logan gets a witness, Weevil gets revenge, Mac doesn't get action, and Wallace gets Jackie back. So, okay. All right. So, uh, shall we talk about my my first category is uh, uh, Wallace and Jane and Jackie and Charlie and the Sadie Hawkins dance. Okay. This. Uh, t- okay. I was, I want to say that Tessa Thompson is amazing in this episode. And this is her episode. Mm-hmm. But Francis Capra Weeple is amazing in this episode. Mm-hmm. He had some good stuff. Uh, Where are we start? I'm trying not to get into that, but yeah, for sure. <laughs> this is some okay. good stuff in this episode. This, oh, this! Oh my God, this is packed. So many facts. I know. So I, many. I, I had a hard time like splitting this all up. Um, yeah, I had to rewind and like just to catch everything. I mean, it's so complicated. Let's do the so. Le- so the least important stuff is first with the Sadie Hawkins dance. I'd say. Okay. All right. So Veronica tells Wallace and Jane she's going to be working at the dance. She doesn't have a date, and Jane makes the mistake of trying to take some of Wallace's cake. I, I wrote this down because this is very important. You do not take a man's cake. Um, yeah, she had like salad on her plate that she was going <laughs> to eat his chocolate cake. But yeah, uh, Veronica is not excited about the Sadie Hawkins dance. She is not in the mood for a relationship. Right. You know, this was over. This is her over the moon face. This is, yeah, dot gif. Um, 
Yeah, exactly. And this is a this is a dance where the girl asks the guy to to the dance. So, and you know, outside of her her dad, yeah, there's no guy that she'd probably feel comfortable asking <laughs> to the dance. Uh, Jackie says she's used to being alone. Wallace says they should hang out. We kind of get a little little couple scenes with them. Um, Wallace being yeah, it's like Wallace mistakes her. Her, per, her, she's changing. Mm-hmm. Her character is changing. She was, you know, the bad girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, starting she really out. leaned into that. Yeah, and now she's changing, and he's mistaking her being nice to uh, flirting or being interested in him. Right now, Jane's not good enough. And Wallace, yeah, Wallace is not showing his best side in this episode. I mean, like. The, the, then we get this scene where he's talking about liking girls in like tight skirts to Jackie. Like Jackie wants to hear that, and then yeah. Jackie just turns around and asks this uh, mentally challenged boy, uh, Charlie, to, well, to dance. She knew that those the, those other guys were sending him to embarrass himself, right. or they were going to laugh at him so. for something that he was going to do. So yeah. she intervened to stop all that. She's being a nice person. And then, yeah, Wallace pretty much like says, I wouldn't do it when this guy is about to shoot a spit wad at her. Yeah. Um, so at the dance, Veronica takes a picture. Which, in these days, is, I mean, shooting spitballs at people, do, do, is that a, that seems like an old-fashioned thing. I don't know. We should get a high schooler on here to just fact check all these shows. <laughs> um, I, I don't, I don't know any. Um, I'm, and I guess that's a good thing. <laughs> uh, so at the dance, Veronica takes a picture of Jackie and Charlie, and we have Logan and Gia. Hey, Gia's back. <laughs> oh, Gia, motor mouth. Motor mouth, Gia. Getting on Logan's nerves. Yeah, I swear, it's like this part of the season, I'm just like, where the heck is Kristen Ritter? Where the heck is Steve Gutenberg? Like, where are these people that were, they showed up for a moment at the beginning of the season, and now where are they? Um so, also, we have Jane and Wallace. Jane's talking to Wallace about, oh, I talked to my mother about sex. And, you know, had the whole talk. And Yeah, um, Wallace doesn't really, he's kind of checked out. He's yep, he's not just really staring paying. at Jackie. Yeah, and yeah, I got I got to talk about sex. And it was uh, one word, don't do it. So, he, he, he sends uh, Jane off to get some punch, I think. And then he uh, follows Jackie outside and he kisses her. And she says she's trying not to be that kind of girl. Um, and then Jane almost leaves Wallace at the dance because her friend saw him do it, and then he pleads. You know, he's like, "I was weak." And yeah, he, he plays the victim. Yeah, and she believes him. Um. Meanwhile, Gia is really annoying in Logan. He almost unleashes on her, but then Veronica drags him onto the dance floor, and uh, of course, it's a slow song. And uh, yes, gives the the love shippers love shippers uh, get their moment for a second there. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're awkwardly kind of dancing on the floor. They're 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 they haven't been this close in a long time. Um, dot dot dot. Um, <laughs> Jane tells Jackie that she thought everyone was wrong about her, but she knows better. And uh, then later at the at lunch, Jane finds Wallace staring at Jackie. Wallace then confesses he was the one that kissed her, and Jane says she wants to blame Jackie, but. Um, Wallace admits he has feelings for Jackie and uh, breaks up with her. And then Wallace just immediately goes to sit with Jackie. <laughs> like, what the heck? Wallace. <sighs> and she tells him. No shame. She's got he's to gotta, he's gotta walk away. It's not good for her. She's trying to change her image. 
All right. So meanwhile, uh, uh, Beaver is asking Mac to, uh, about the dance earlier in the episode, and uh, you know he's like, "Yeah, afterwards we can get some pizza." And Mac's like, "Yay!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? Okay. This perfectly encapsulates being a teenage girl. Yeah. Why does everybody? Why does every boy want to have sex with me? Slash. Why does this guy not want to have sex with me? <laughs> <That> <laughs> why is the one I want to have sex with me doesn't want to have sex with me? Yeah. Yeah. It's like something's wrong with me because that's what she's thinking. She's thinking, what am I doing wrong if he does not want to be alone with me? Right. And um, yeah, she, she asked Veronica, she asked Veronica. Because, because Veronica is it. Veronica was like slutty. <laughs> so no, I was going to say worldly. <laughs> <laughs> And she admits it's weird, but then she tries to tell her not to worry. Um, and, um, yeah, after the dance. And really, yeah, what is up with this? Mm, it's weird. It's weird. But don't worry. Uh, after the dance, Mac wants to go back to Beaver's place. He says the dick's there. She says, hey, we can go to your room. And he's like, no, no, no. Um, and so the next day at school, he asks her, or she asks him, like, while they're at lunch together, why he isn't attracted to her and she says she doesn't know what she's doing and asks um, if he doesn't know what he's doing maybe that that's something they, they can kind of connect on and he just gets super mad and leaves uh, yeah, especially when she finds out yeah when she mentions that she talked to Veronica about oh you know you, you know talk to girl other girls about sex stuff mm-hmm. you know ooh that was that was a line too far yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, you know, it, 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 it. I will say, like, you know, when when you're in a relationship with somebody, you feel a little weird when somebody's like, "Yeah, I was talking about our intimate life with somebody else," <laughs> you know. But as for what Be- Beaver's problem is, well, I mean, I know, but I'm not going to say anything at this point. We don't uh, really know. <laughs> I think I know. I think I remember. Okay. But. All right, moving on to Logan and Woody. Um, we find out the winner of the essay contest is accused murderer Logan Eccles. Uh, I'm sorry. Did someone say my name? Did you catch that line, by the way? I didn't, but uh, I saw it in trivia. <laughs> I saw it in trivia, and then I was like, oh, yeah. It's Rushmore. Rushmore. Mm-hmm. Um, and Veronica knows that his essay is just a ripoff of his Easy Rider, one of his favorite movies. <laughs> Um, Woody is under pressure about the incorporation things. Says he needs some good PR. He's going to get a picture with that high school intern that comes in. And it's like, and then all of a sudden it's Logan Eccles <laughs> with a big slacker T-shirt. Bev canceled that last request. <laughs> By the way, Bev is in America's Next Top Model contestant. <laughs> oh, another another UPN plant. I love Logan putting his hand on the Bible and going, "Ouch!" Ah, <laughs> oh, that was great. <laughs> Logan is just full of jokes. Um, that he's like, and then, and then, okay. yeah, and then as soon as he gets sworn in, he's leaving. Where are you going? I'm going to fire the sheriff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that he's like, I want to support your plan uh, of incorporate. I just want to build a huge, like, let's build a big wall, you know? And I'm like, oh, man. Uh. <laughs> um, Logan's actual job is to separate letters between pro and anti incorporation. And we also hear that Woody has a uh, fast food chain uh, called Woody's Burgers. We never actually heard of this before, but I guess that's one of the many things that makes Woody as rich as he is. Yeah. That kind of makes sense that, uh, you know, a business owner would get involved in politics, being a mayor. I I thought he was like the owner of the Sharks, you know, so I thought maybe maybe he's – 
maybe he's he's bought the sharks with his burger money. Mm-hmm. Um, so Woody then meets with Keith. He's got like you got to focus on clearing Terrence's name, and then Logan finds uh, a video in the mail, and there was filming inside Woody's house. Um, Creepy. Side note: We see just for a moment that Logan finds a stamp with Woody's signature on it. I'm sure he pocketed mm-hmm. that. <laughs> mm-hmm. What has he got planned for that? <laughs> um, and then he is. Uh, helping uh, Woody, helping spot Woody in his little uh, private gym in the office, I guess. Maybe it was yeah. uh, Sheriff Lamb's gym. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, and then Woody says that Logan reminds him when, when he was all young and ripped. And then he just kind of like grabs his arm. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure – what did he say? I'm sure you – something about pleasing the ladies. And, yeah. and Logan said, yeah, the ones who survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But it's also it's a little it's a little creepy. I'll just say <laughs> this scene is a little creepy. I don't know. I, yeah, but I mean, I get it. The you know, an older guy and he's around a teenage boy and he's like, yeah, I remember those days. Back in the days, I used to put him away every every night. Yeah, yeah, the girls and the yeah, just re- reminiscing about being young. Yeah, I get it, Keith. Uh, Comes back with the recording and says, hey, that that recording was 5.30, but it was dark, so this video must be months old. And then Woody discovers... Keith is fig- Keith's figuring it out. He knows something's not right. Right. Woody uh, then looks into it. He finds out that his gardener was behind the video. And he's like, hey, I forgive you. Yeah, I've got, Everything's a, I, good. I've got an excuse. And he's it's like, nothing. can I just get that DVD back? And he's very insistent mm-hmm. on getting the DVD But back. Keith has a copy. Yep. Dot, dot, dot. Okay. <laughs> On to uh, – there, there is yet another thing in this episode. It's all about Felix's murder case. Um, so Weevil's having these memories of uh, chatting with Felix about graduating. That was, oh, that was a great scene where he's – Weevil is looking at the, the PCHers and Thumper is – in the middle of everybody, yeah. he's the leader. And then you see a flashback of last year when Weevil was standing in that same spot and he mm-hmm. was the leader. Oh, that was great. And also about like Felix's dreams. He wants to go to trucking school. He wants to raise a family. And they're like teasing him like, oh, you got to get right. a girlfriend first, you know. Yeah. And little do they know. Uh, Weevil wants to talk to Veronica. Veronica wants nothing to do with them. And then she, he just like kind of uses her curiosity against her, which I thought uh, was funny. Yeah. She said, if I had $50 every time somebody needed my help, cause that's what you get. You're going to have to give me $50. I'm, I'm counting on your curiosity. And then there was that awkward <laughs> silence. And then she was like, Oh, damn my curiosity. Yeah. So, and he tells her about the video that Thumper has of him beating up the guy who worked at the, as a mechanic who washed up on the beach with Veronica's name on his hand. Yeah, Weevil said before that he was that that he got an anonymous call which led him to go after Curly, but he wasn't the only one that got the anonymous call. It looks like all the PCHers did, and they all kind of were at the bar or outside the bar. And uh, yeah, Curly worked for the Fitzpatricks, um, and uh, he bombed the. He thought that he bombed the bus to take out Servando, who owed the Fitzpatricks money. And we have a flashback of just Thumper just filming Weevil beating mm-hmm. up Curly. And but then they see that somebody's sitting in a car mm-hmm. 
And so they all run off. So that shows us that Weevil didn't kill Curly. Nope. That something happened after that. Uh, it's kind of like the know, same that, thing that happened with Felix. <laughs> you know, a bunch of people just ran off or left the person to get killed. Yeah. Um, yeah, Curly actually mentions to uh, Weevil that it wasn't him, and but he knows exactly who did it. Um, and then, so yeah, Weevil's like, help me get proof that Thumper killed Felix. And so... Veronica first uh, goes after Logan and asks him for more information. He wants nothing to do with it. He's ready to move on, but eventually he says the actual guy in the bridge was a Mexican Wait, driving a... can we go back to the shocker? The shocker? shocker? What about the shocker? What shocker are you talking about? The hand gesture. Oh, did they fly the shocker? No, she didn't. Because we was like, I think that's a, a, what you, a Boy Scout salute. <laughs> And she, was like, that. and she was like, oh, never mind. <laughs> and I mean, I wouldn't know anything about it because I'm an innocent, you Sounds know, like you knew about it. No, Edward told me all about it. He was like, oh, that's vulgar. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, it was great. So Veronica uh, and Logan stake out the seafood place. They find the driver, oh, yeah. Luis. Logan was like, follow the ball. Follow the bouncing ball. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, okay, so they go looking for the seafood truck driver. They talk to him. He's got a family. He don't doesn't want to be involved. Mm-hmm. Then, then off-camera, Veronica talks to the wife. Right. Um, it's so weird. On this show, the things that happen off-camera are just, <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, why? Well, it's why? like I think it's like they want to cram so much. Next episode is a great example of just cramming the heck into it. Uh, it It's like, oh, we're wrapping up the season. We got, uh, we we forgot to cram all these steps in. We got to cram them in really, really good. And it still turns out good, but it's you you also notice like, wow, why didn't we pace this out a little bit? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I actually have a a criticism about the next episode. I'll save for that. Um, Oh, I mean, I I got something to say, but I don't know if it's. If, I don't know if it's criticism or if it's just me. I'm stupid. But anyway. <laughs> All right. We won't tell each other until later. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, uh, oh, yeah. Louise actually tells Logan, he's like, hey, you should just appreciate that I, I saved your life, you know, by calling 911. Um, so, but meanwhile, uh, yeah, Weevil um, goes after uh, Molly and he puts a semi truck toy in front of her at lunch. Symbolism And he's like You know uh, This is what Basically he wanted to do Yada yada And uh, She's like I loved him And he freaking screams No I, I loved you him. Yeah That was great That was, was like, like The most Emmy, Emmy award <laughs> that was, Worthy That was the most Vin Diesel That uh, Weevil has got On this show <laughs> That requires him To be the Vin Diesel Of the show But it's just like So dramatic No I loved him Which was great shock. Yeah, I like jumped. Yeah, because it, it was scary. Yeah, it's great. The thing I'm confused about here: we find out later that you know the next scene, Molly is at the River Stick. She's upset, and she's getting. And Liam is talking about, oh, you shouldn't be mad because Felix was bragging all about town about having sex with you, and if your dad wasn't in prison, he would have killed Felix himself. And it turns out that she's bugged, but I'm not sure. It's the truck. Was it the truck? Yeah. He expected her to bring the truck to the River Sticks? Yeah, because it was sitting there on the bar. I didn't even recognize it. 
That's so funny. Because I thought he was using the emotional outburst as a way to like kind of slip something into her pocket. But I didn't go back and look at it. I did not oh, realize yeah. that that is so that is kind of weak. How did he think that he was she was going to bring this little semi truck to the River Sticks bar? Well, but, I mean, I, did, I was okay with it because it was just like the the beetle bug that she the bug that she put in yeah, but uh, he, Sheriff Lamb's office. She like I think did she send it to Lamb as like an award, a special award he got? So it went right to his office. Like mm-hmm. it was, it was sure to be in his office and at least land into his garbage, you know, and be there for like a day. Giving her this toy truck as like a symbolism, like you said, of you know Felix's crushed dreams and maybe her responsibility in it. How did he even think that she was going to bring that truck to this bar? I don't know. It, that's kind of weak. Anyway, I mean, it just, to me, it just it was like something that nobody even noted. It was in plain sight. But nobody even saw it. Yeah. And that, I guess that answers my my question, though. I was wondering. I was like, is she complicit? Is she wearing a wire? Or is it did Weevil slip a bug on her? But I guess if, he, if that truck was the bug, then yeah. All right. So um, Veronica and Weevil visit Lamb. Um, they say Thumper killed Felix, stealing for uh, Fitzpatrick. And yeah, you tweeted this, this out. What do you, read what you were... Yeah. Oh, Lamb said, uh, said, what's Weevil's name? Eli. Eli Weevil. Navarro. Navarro. I'm sure we have something outstanding on him. And Weevil said, yeah, if it's something I did, it's outstanding. (laughs) (laughs) Everything, everything I do is outstanding. Yeah. It's great. Oh, it's so great. Yeah, it's so true. Like, uh, Weevil really gets to shine in these apps as well, uh, especially Mm -hmm. in this episode. Yeah, um, yeah. So they gave him the the, the audio, and he was like, uh, "Well, too bad it's inadmissible. Uh, Why don't you bring me some some legally, uh, you know?" Anyway, she yeah, was like, "It's not a confession. We're doing it's not your, a legal recording. We're doing your work for you. Come on, you can ju- you can you know at least you could the least you could do is pick up pick this up from here and get so, your own evidence." So Veronica but, and Weevil march out of there and, and Weevil says it's time for plan B and she's like, "No, no, no, be patient. You know, I'm still working on it." Yeah, because he was saying, you know, either the law is going to get Thumper or or I'm going to take care of. Him. Uh-huh. And so his plan B is something, you know, opposite of the law. <laughs> and yeah, it's like that night. He doesn't wait I don't even think he waits one day. He knocks Thumper out in front of the Fitzpatrick church, takes his money. And, Did you see the kids in the van? Uh-huh. So Thump- Witnesses. Thumper is last seen being beaten by Weevil. Uh, and then we next see Thumper telling Liam, like, um, you know, I uh you know, I lost the drug money, yada yada, and Liam's screaming at him, and uh then Danny Boyd comes in and he's found the cash stashed behind the gas tank. So Weevil, Weevil makes it money. look, yeah, makes it look like Thumper was stealing from the Fitzpatrick's. So Liam and Danny do like one of the most heinous things: oh. tie Thumper up to a urinal in the restroom of the Shark Stadium. Yeah, when it was happening, I was like, "What? Is, so what? What is this? What are they gonna? What, big deal?" It's so funny because I, the way I remembered it, I thought Weevil actually did this, but he doesn't. He he's responsible for. Um, Putting, you know, making him look guilty, which ends yeah, up I think Weevil, yeah, I think Weevil knew what he was doing. Yeah, 
He knew he knew what the Fitzpatrick's were capable of, mm-hmm. and he knew that he was sending Thumper to his death without actually doing it himself. But he's probably going to get. I'm sure Veronica will have to prove that he didn't do it. You know. Yeah, and again, this is also kind of weak. So the kids see Weevil beat up Thumper, but. I, if they're looking out the window, they probably also saw Weevil get up and walk away <laughs> and leave mm-hmm. Thumper. And then Thumper, uh, regaining consciousness, getting up and looking around for the drugs and getting freaked out. Like, But, of course, we're going to only hear about the kids seeing Weevil taking Thumper or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, th- uh, when they were put, tying him up, handcuffing him to the urinal, I was like, "What's so what? What's the big deal? <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, this is the stadium. Yeah. It, it, it seems like a, like a high school prank, like he's being tied to a flagpole or something. Yeah, he's being mm-hmm. tied to a urinal. Uh, yeah. And meanwhile, Veronica does come through. She gets Luis, the truck driver. He's heard himself in by talking to his wife. And uh, um, they visit Lamb and Luis identifies Stumper as the, the guy who killed Felix. So Logan is officially uh, proven innocent here. But yeah. Thumper is not uh, found guilty because he's uh, blown up. <laughs> mm. And uh, it's terrible. strangely, Logan gets his revenge without even knowing it. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he's wanted to push his plunger. Yeah, it's just so weird to, to watch these characters. Because you're like, oh, Keith, I'm sure that's such a... You know, an emotional time for him. He loves the Sharks. He loves this. I'm sure he lo- he went to a lot of games at this stadium. And I'm sure when you're emotionally attached to a team, it would be hard to see the stadium go. But like, oh, we're going to get this awesome state-of-the-art new stadium. And it's going to be a new era in Shark fan, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it, And then Veronica's watching it. And Logan is getting to blow up the stadium. And <laughs> nobody knows what's going on. But th- they do mention that they found a, uh, a motorcycle, motorcycle yeah. inside. We, but he's like, well, somebody's losing a motorcycle, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, by the way, this, we got a schedule. We got to keep to the schedule. This demolition is from 2001. This is the Three Rivers Stadium in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. This is an actual um, footage of a real stadium being destroyed. Cool. Yeah. So that's it for that episode. I do a little quick ad break here. I, I want to remind everybody to check out the app from our friends at TV Time. If you want to join a global community of TV watchers where our podcast, among others, is currently streaming, download the TV Time app today. Go to tvtime.com for more details. Also, we're a member of the TV Talk Network. And uh, check out TV Talk for more podcasty goodness. That's tvtalk.fm. All right. Steph? I am God. <laughs> uh, written, so, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Go uh, ahead. Let me do my opening a spiel. Uh, written by a friend of the pod, Diane Rosario, <laughs> and uh, Kathy Belbin. Uh, and my little summary is: the victims of the bus, bus crash and a mysterious phrase haunt Veronica's dreams as she continues to search for the person responsible for the crash. So, yeah, we have one more. Uh, mystery left in this season If you don't count the ones uh, That are not being solved Like uh, the uh, the Rape of Stacy <laughs> uh, But it's this bus crash Who who killed these kids and why And uh, 
just so you know, I felt like this entire episode was pretty much all about that bus crash mystery. So mm-hmm. I um, I didn't split it up into sections. It's all written chronologically in my notes. Okay, good. Maybe that'll help me understand it because uh, okay. some of it is flashback and some of it's the present. I don't know what. I don't know why. I don't know what the what. I, I got confused. Of, I was just really confused, but. It's an amazing episode as far as it's very dreamy and very, you know, you get the feeling of that Veronica's just, you know, so sleep deprived and Mm -hmm. is just dreaming most of the time. I looked at the reviews for this episode and it's kind of polarizing. Um, Some people were like just not used to having Veronica Mars be like kind of like this waking dream kind of stuff going on. Yeah. the, there, there is one criticism that I, uh, I, I did agree with, um, which was by Alan Sippenwall, and um, it's something I actually complained about earlier in our coverage of the season. Um, he says uh, we should have had this episode much earlier in the season because this entire season, Veronica is trying to solve this mystery of this bus crash and all these uh, students that uh, were murdered, and we only find out about like one or two of them until this episode where we actually finally nail down like who was on the bus. (laughs) Yeah. Like at first it was just like, Oh no, Meg and some other people. (laughs) And I think like a hoy mateys we meet, we find out all about Marcos. Um, but, uh, Peter and Peter and Bettina on this, on this episode, like we never knew anything about them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Servando is another one that, uh, he's, we never actually meet him in any earlier episodes, but he's just used as, oh, maybe it was because he had some debts to Fitzpatrick's or whatever. Um, but that was one thing I was kind of bothered about. It was just like, uh, we didn't really, really know these kids. So I was glad for this episode, and I kind of agree with Alan Sippenwall, um in that maybe it should have been a little earlier in the season. <laughs> um because it's like she's investigating this whole I am God thing and then it turns out just to be just some writing on the back of a, a seat. So it could have it could have come earlier in the episode or earlier in the mm-hmm. season. But um, mm-hmm. right. it was like it was like we want you to care about this bus crash, but it's not very specific. We know Meg, but right. it's just very vague. I d- did want to just mention I, I've been concentrating on the criticism of this episode, but this it was polarizing. But that means that also a lot of people really like this episode. It was like a really great episode. I thought it was really great too. I thought it was too. Um, I mean, it's one of those where they're kind of taking risks. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, it's something different. All right. So um, it's so weird. All this dreaming um, at the beginning of the episode and just talking about different things that Veronica has found out. It's as if like. We have a lot of stuff to unpack about the bus crash, and we have to front load a bunch of it. So let's cover it quick, and then we'll get into actually the meat of this episode. <laughs> uh, all right. So um, Veronica dreams of being on a bus with the dead teenagers. We we see Meg, and she's there with who we find out is Peter and uh, Bettina, who is wearing an I Love Dick Casablanca shirt. And uh, strangely, they must have not have been able to get the America's Next Top Model back to play Mrs. Demos. <laughs> So just imagine Miss Dumas and the driver Ed are in the front of the bus. We never see those two in Veronica's dreams. Um, She's mainly focused on these kids. Um, 
So she's sent to Miss James, and uh, Veronica says that she's being haunted by the ghosts of Servando, Bettina, uh, Rhonda, Marcos, Peter, and Meg. So we have you know star athlete, but also Fitzpatrick, gambler, Servando. We have Bettina, who we just kind of find out is Dick's booty buddy. <laughs> Her his like white trash, like like oh, I I guess I'm not gonna get. Have sex with Madison I might as well have sex with Bettina Kind of thing um, Rhonda who left a scary voicemail For Michelle mm-hmm. uh, Marcos who was the pirate radio kid um, Peter Who was the gay kid I guess mm-hmm. uh, uh, He was um, um, I think he was the one that was on the message boards A lot too mm-hmm. Yes And then Meg uh, um, I love. Wait who is Servando Servando was the athlete, was but also the smart. He, yeah, but he also yeah. And he, was he was he an athlete or was he know, either way? He was like a really was good kid, smart. but he was also um, in deep with the Fitzpatrick's. Was he a PCHer? I uh, think so. Yeah, yes. Yeah. He was the one that when the journalist the journalist did the never been kissed thing. Right. Okay. I love. And some, so who was Bart? Wait, who was Marcos? Marcos he was, was the, the one pirate. of the hoy mateys. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, got it. <laughs> did you write all the names down? <laughs> it sounds like you did. Um, I love this. Different dream sequences. This one, the bus is um, underwater. So, so cool to see like the blue outside. And I think you see mm-hmm. some fish. Um, and just the lighting on the inside of the bus that makes it so like eerie. Um, so Meg is talking to her about Lucky, a uh, friend that she had um, in church. Um and uh, but he was also a janitor, and she's like Meg just gets on Veronica's case. She's like, "You didn't actually know this. I wrote this in my my emails in my journal, and you know this because you went through my stuff." And um, so later we have Veronica uh, kind of okay. And I'm I'm oh my gosh, I can't talk. This reminds me of cereal. This reminds me of yes, Veronica is investigating. She she's not exploiting these people, right. but it feels exploitative a little bit, even though she's trying to do right by them. Yeah, she's like, well, they're you know, uh, it's it's kind of like, well, a person is dead, so their 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 privacy is no longer respected. They're an op- they're, mm-hmm. they're an open book in order to ser- to serve the greater good. Um, mm-hmm. So Veronica feels bad about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she runs into Michelle, who is doing the yearbook spread. Michelle's the one that got the voicemail for Rhonda. And, uh, oh, the, Michelle needs some therapy. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> she's not she's doing pretty, well. She's pretty disturbed. Yeah. Um, she wants to do this whole thing um, with the yearbook where you open up the page that's dedicated to the bus crash. And you hear a recording, which is another recording that she got. It was left on her answering machine at home, and it was just a bunch of the kids on the bus like laughing and having a good time. And she's just yeah, like, she was Come like, on, "Where are can, you? Can you hear Meg? Do you hear your friend? Yeah, no, but I hear somebody else. <laughs> yep, yep. Dick is on the voicemail, uh, but he wasn't on the bus, which is very weird. Um, so later, Veronica wakes up screaming, and oh god. Big Daddy Keith just like storms in the room. He's like ready to take on whoever is <laughs> hurting his kid. And then he says, Oh, House of Wax again? You know that Hilton girl gives you nightmares. <laughs> wow. I wonder if they're saying, Yeah, when she was on, she was a nightmare. I, 
this is not the first crack they've taken at Paris Hilton. <laughs> so it's gotta be. It's so funny. Like they've had like these like kind of force castings of America's Next Top Model, but they've never taken a crack at it. Like you know Tyra Banks or anything. You know. Um, but yeah, it must have been a a terrible a terrible episode. <laughs> um, but but she was like the butt of a lot of jokes back then. So yeah, yeah. People like to make fun of her. Um, and then she finds out. Uh, she she talks about how she actually snuck onto the bus. This is another thing that happened not on this episode, but in between the scenes, you know, that we never see. Uh, she snuck on the bus, and uh, what, this drawing of gravestones and a grim reaper have been haunting her because uh, that was on the back of the bus uh, seat, and it said, I am God. And it's a brand new bus, so it must, it must have been a brand new drawing. And there are nine tombstones, even though there are eight students. So maybe the ninth tombstone was supposed to be her, you know, and it was kind of like a yep. hex on the bus or something, you know? Yeah, you know, Veronica... I bet you think this song is about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, she she does take out a lot. Um, uh, so Logan talks about Lucky. And the reason why he's called Lucky is because he got shot in, in the butt in Iraq. And um, he got sent home because of that. And we have a flashback to summer and we see Veronica and Logan necking. Hello, love fans. And we hear uh, an upbeat version of "Breathed" by Sia, which is like a song I associate with Six Feet Under. Did you Did you notice that? I knew. Uh, yeah, I knew. I knew the song. Yeah, was that, yeah. There's an upbeat version of this. <laughs> uh, Dick and Lucky intervene in the whole necking thing, and Lucky is talking about how somebody's got to pay. So let's go, Logan. So this must be. He must have been a part of the whole like O Niner revenge during the summer. Right? Or it could have been something else. I don't know. It's not exactly verified. But Veronica kind of mentions, she's like, you see why we broke up, you know? So yeah. it's, it's, a, it's assumed it's that? I guess so. I guess it was that whole, uh, you know, when Logan was so preoccupied with getting them back. Yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't figure that out. And then I was like, now, when is, is this the summer? Why are they making out in the parking lot at the school if it's summertime and their school bus is there? Summer school. Didn't Logan have to go? Oh, I remember I specifically know. her picking him up or something like that or meeting him in the school parking lot during the summer. Oh, okay. During the first episode of the season. All right. So we find out about Mr. Wu and his egg drop competition. I enjoyed Mr. Wu. This was fun. Yeah. It was, Now it was so, you know, with uh, Dick and making fun of Mr. Wu and, you know, yeah, like, that was well, gross. would they... Would they real? Would the school tolerate that? That's that's like the student is harassing the teacher. Yeah, but he's rich. <laughs> True. So it's okay. Uh, Dick gets teamed up with Angie, who is a, a girl that's uh, in direct competition with Veronica for the Kane Scholarship, and uh, that is Vicky Donovan. Oh, who's that? Uh from. I mean, that's not her name. I don't know what her name is, but she was. Uh, she was Matt's. Donovan's sister on the Vampire Diaries. She's oh, the really? first person that gets turned into a vampire by uh, Dame, Damon uh, Bites. It, it was just great. The, the Vampire Diaries' first couple of episodes was so good. Gosh, those first few seasons, I was so hooked. I was like, this is like half angel plots, but I don't care. I love yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, when they when they sent Stefan in a coffin to the bottom of the ocean, oh, yeah. guess what? They're doing that on Supernatural with Dean. <laughs> That's funny. 
<laughs> you know, steal from the best. <laughs> And the funny thing is, Supernatural has probably been around as long as Angel, like when Angel yeah. came out. Uh, okay, so uh, Veronica calls Dick over, and there's this whole interplay of, like, I don't come when I, you finger me or something like that. <laughs> it's just, just like... Just because... You, what, did, what did he say? Just because you Dick doesn't come just because... Oh. You wiggle your finger or something? Yeah. But then she turns her laptop around and it says, I know who you did last summer. And um, Veronica... Um, says that Patina played the recording of Dick on her voicemail for uh, yeah, on the bus. Dick thinks, Dick thinks, oh, she, you know, I, I do no wrong. I pleased a woman, and yeah, she she let me go bareback, and oh, yeah, and, and it, it is kind of gross that Dick is so like. I mean, like, I'm sorry if there was a girl that I had sex with that. That was murdered horribly. Like I'd, I'd be kind of shooken up about it. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because he's like, I don't hear her complaining. Dick, she's dead. Yeah, <laughs> or at least so would talk respectfully about her. You know. Yeah, you know when I said a couple weeks ago, I was like, they need to um, develop Dick's character. But no, Dick has no character to develop. <laughs> and I think that's the point. I don't know. And that's the point because uh, that one episode, Logan said, "Dick, you're not very complicated, are you?" <laughs> yeah, try not to be. <laughs> yeah, I know that was perfect. Uh, so Dick says he gave Bettina a shark's gift pack, and then he, then it was mentioned that uh, Peter uh, threw that gift pack in the garbage. Yeah. So, and later on, Peter asked Veronica, like, why would I go to a stadium? Why did Peter go on this field trip? That's uh, one of those unanswered questions. That's something that they did not resolve in this episode. But I have a feeling that has something to do with what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and why did he throw this shark's gift pack in the garbage? I mean, it could be because he just wasn't interested in baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or it could have been that he got mad at somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Dick said, you know, I gave it to her because, you know, she could sell them, make some money, some grocery money. Like, what? Yeah, right. Grocery money. <laughs> uh, then Veronica asks uh, Bettina's friend, Lauren, uh, about her friend. And she says that Dick used Bettina she, and that Bettina was actually hoping to get knocked up. So this also then casts a light on Dick. Like he, maybe Dick found out that Bettina was private and uh, helped uh, rig explosives or paid somebody to do it, you know? I mean, that's a possibility. I mean, uh, what's his face? Uh, Curly worked in the, the garage that his dad visited. And know? he's the one that's, that got the limo because he was like, he it did. stinks back here. So uh-huh. he was at the stadium getting the limo set up. Did we solve it? No, because okay. that's just a... Uh, <laughs> Too easy. That's just a... What do you call it? Red herring. Red herring. Just to throw you off. What's next? Set them up. What's the next one? <laughs> <laughs> Logan and Wallace build their egg drop, and uh, Wallace is irritated uh, how good Logan has it, and notice how the last time they actually even talked was when Logan was bashing Veronica's headlights, which is like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because usually... When Veronica is walking away from Logan, that's when Wallace walks up. Yeah. Which, They're never uh, really in the same vicinity. This is actually one of the first times that proves that Wallace isn't a ghost that lives in Veronica's life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I also like that Logan calls uh, bashing in Veronica's headlights. Oh, that's just, that was just foreplay. <laughs> uh, uh, so Veronica wonders why she saw Keith at school in his dating outfit. And um, 
and then she gets exciting uniform. <laughs> yeah, then she gets a, a, an accepted letter from uh, Stanford. Oh wait, Yay. this is a huge scene. Me and Edward were so proud of our Veronica. <laughs> yeah. Plus, she's still got to pay for it. It was an anorexic acceptance letter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she, yeah, she's got to get that uh, that scholarship. So Veronica and Angie, we find out, are the last two in running for the scholarship. And Angie actually has been taking extra credit she paid for during the summer. So uh, she's ahead of Veronica as a result. And... So this is another, uh, you know, another time a an O niner, mm-hmm. you know, gets ahead. Yep, because of their money. Mm-hmm. Um, Veronica asks Miss James about Keith, and Miss James is like, "Nope, that's not me." Um, Wallace mentions to Veronica that Rhonda was hell on wheels; that she and her sister were P E T P W P W T. Why did I write P E T? Well, Veronica thought it was. It was PYT. Oh yeah, pretty young thing. But it's it's a uh, poor white trash. And uh, always in trouble. Yeah, they they like were huffers and skipping school and uh, offered to make out with Wallace if he would give them cigarette money. <laughs> yep. Uh, you know, interchanged with this stuff, we have um, Keith at Java the Hut going on blind dates. So we're like, what's going on? What's going on with that? Yeah, it's that same. Uh, you know, oh, Keith's lonely. Keith yeah. needs somebody. Or is it? And, <laughs> yeah. Or is he up to something? Uh, Angie f- finds out she got into Stanford. Yay. Um, Wallace yeah, her and- mom sends balloons and makes a big deal out of it. And Veronica didn't really tell anybody. And then Dick says, oh, you can room with Veronica. Oh, oh yeah. Veronica got at Stanford. Oh. That must be well, what somebody's- I by. Uh, I wrote down in my note here, Dick keeps being gross. <laughs> I didn't even write down specifics. Yeah, because he it, it was like, you can room with Veronica and you're going to have a, oh, that's a pillow fight I'd like to see. Yeah. And yeah, he's just being, and Angie's just finally like tells Mr. Wu that Dick didn't help with the project yep. and he's being gross. And so Mr. Wu tells him, okay. Why don't you find the project that you did with Angie? And Dick's like, uh. but, but she, I mean, she's kind of throwing him under the bus because. Oh, too soon. Front, too soon. What? Oh, <laughs> Dinah, because she told him, just get out of my way. I'll handle this. Yeah. So she, she didn't want him to participate. No. And then punishes him because he, you know. She probably just didn't want to hang out with him at all. Mm. It also is being super gross. He just doubled down on the grossness rather than being like appreciative that Angie did all the work. So, yeah, right. He should have been nice. But he's so so insensitive. Like he doesn't realize that he should have been thankful for her too. Uh, he's just so uh, yeah. He's so used to people doing stuff for him. He didn't think to thank her for doing the project. So Wallace and Veronica go to talk to poor Natalie, who uh, jumps into a Corvette. Who was Natalie again? She was. Oh, Natalie is the sister. Oh, yes, right. Because because she's driving a Corvette, so that so Veronica calls Keith and tells him to follow the money to see if these kids got any insurance. If the parents, if the family's got any insurance. (laughs) Meanwhile, Uh, uh, Keith is being compared to George Costanza, and realizes that all he needs to settle down with somebody is to find some cologne, uh, maybe a new suit, and and hair. That's all the things mm-hmm. that he needs. Uh, and a gym membership. Oh, yeah, that's right. 
Yeah. Costanza. George Costanza is not a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> not somebody you want to be compared to. Uh, Logan invites Wallace over. Wallace questions his soft spot for Veronica. Uh, but uh, Logan doesn't really fess up any sort of feelings. He goes to the bathroom and Wallace turns on the TV and Tinseltown Diaries is playing. It's like, Wallace, dude, hey. <laughs> I wouldn't keep this going, but it seems that Logan doesn't really isn't really bothered by it. He says hey, they run it twice a day. So we kind of get Wallace starting to feel bad for Logan. Mm-hmm. A little bit of trivia here. I didn't know this, but I found this online. Uh, Harry Hamlin is the narrator of this Aaron Eccles story. I, I thought it was him. It's like they're trying to disguise his voice, but yeah, I, I <laughs> thought it was him. Okay, so Keith found out that uh, Rhonda's family made money from suing Woody's Burgers because they found a finger in their ribwidge, which, wow, gross. And how did a finger get into a sandwich at Woody's Burgers? The Double Meat Palace, perhaps. I don't know. (laughs) Um, So Veronica breaks into Clemens' office. Well, uses her key. Uh, Is looking through victim files And then has to hide in the closet And while Clemens is meeting with Keith And turns out that he's working on a case Where the students are getting diagnoses From the same doctor for anxiety So they can get extensions And late deadlines And of course, you know, Angie's one of those people Um, And then I love this I love this scene where Keith goes to get his jacket And finds Veronica in the closet Yeah, and he said, yeah, that's mine (laughs) That's mine, all right Just see, I just, oh, that was like a classic Keith and Veronica moment, just the exchange yeah. of looks. And you know, and I, and I feel bad, you know, I, I hate when Keith gets really mad at Veronica for stuff, but I think at this time he wasn't as mad as he usually is when he finds her doing wrong. But it's for a good cause. Yeah, yeah, well, he tells her not to do these things, but he knows she's going to do it. Yeah. And then he kind of admires her her skill, right? <laughs> that, you know, sometimes he puts his foot maybe, down, but most of the time he's just like, "Man, so such such a smart kid I have." Yeah. Um. So Keith goes on another date, and yep, this turns out this woman works for the doctor that is doing these paid diagnoses. Um. And uh, and so Keith uh, tells Clemens about this that he's being paid a thousand dollars to do this. Um, meanwhile, Veronica says Peter uh, was gearing up for the outings of all outings. So that was the thing from the Ahoy Mateys message boards. So that's how Peter. So she's wondering if it was Mr. Wu. Mm-hmm. And Peter says, or Mr. Wu says that Peter ran into him at a gay bar, but he was only there for a birthday party. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like. That was a weird scene. Yeah. Because, you know, Veronica goes to there, like, all accusatory. That's her. That's what she does. <laughs> and then Wu is, like, condescending because he's like, you know, Veronica, when you go out in the world, you'll see things are complicated yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Um, then we go back into Veronica's dream, and now it's a party bus because this is her talking to Peter. This is like a like the gay club kind of thing. Um, and Peter asks Veronica if, he, if uh, she trusts Mr. Wu. Um and if she even thinks she knows uh, Peter very well, and um, and then she says, I, "I know you like the back of my hand." And then she turns her hand and she sees Veronica Mars written on it. And he says, "Why would I be on this bus? Why would I go?" So another dot dot dot. Uh, Veronica asks Beaver. We find out more about Servando. Dick apparently squirted Servando's new jeans that he got with his gambling money with bleach. And so instead of That's going after cruel. Dick, Servando goes after Beaver. Mm-hmm. Um, for final exam, 
Um, Angie passes the egg drop test from 12 feet, but Wallace and Logan don't. And so Veronica kind of scowls as Angie walks by bragging all about her perks due to to her little anxiety diagnosis. And Veronica is super angry and she runs into Logan who kind of picks on her sleepiness and says she looks like Steve Buscemi. And he says – and she just throws it back at him and says, you are such a catch. How does Hannah keep away? Oh, that was so mean. And then Wallace comes up and says, oh, you need to give him a break. So (laughs) Wallace has – he feels sorry for him. It's just the look on Veronica's face like, what? 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 (laughs) Why are you – huh? (laughs) So Clemens announces the perks are over. And so Angie is kind of screwed that way. Um, Veronica drifts off. In class, and she said, and Mr. Wu is asking her to solve a math problem, and she ends up on the bus. And now this is the bus in like midair, which I thought was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and Servando says that it's weird the bomb didn't kill him; it killed the driver. The rest of them just went over the cliff, and he says he drowned. Mm-hmm. Um, he says if somebody wanted to get the whole bus, they would have to be nearby to set the bomb off at the right time. And then he says he suspects maybe Weevil. Mm-hmm. And then he says, I am God. And she wakes up and she's listening to the pirate radio. She's been listening to it all episode and finds out that I am God is just a song. And that drawing was something uh, that was an album cover. And, um, oh, wait, this is the this is the um, scene where the bus is flying through the sky. That's when she's talking to Marcos and Marcos saying that he was the artist and he gives her uh, her phone. And because that's why that's why she was asking everybody about like. She was asking about artwork. Yeah. She was trying to find out who was the doodler, the drawer. Right. Okay. Also, uh, Keith tells Veronica that uh, Big Dick took out policies on both his sons uh, two days before the crash. So that's interesting. And uh, yeah, uh, so in the dream, she Marcos gives her a phone and uh, next to her is the bag of explosives. So She still feels like she's responsible for it. Right. So yeah, that was the beat by beat <laughs> rundown of I Am God. <laughs> it was a really good episode, though. I it mean, was so packed full of stuff. So, so who do you think did it? If like, honestly, if you can separate yourself from, do you know? I honestly don't. I'm not entirely sure. I think I have. I'm, I think I know, but then I have. I'm like, how, I'm not sure how it connects. So I'm looking forward to finding out. But yeah, I'm so glad that they didn't go with the um, Mr. Wu and Peter had a relationship. Right. Uh, but I wonder what did Peter go to the stadium looking for Woody? Like, why was Peter there? I don't know. I don't know. Did Peter uh, film Woody's inside Woody's house? Yeah. Or did did Woody do that to? Um, oh my gosh, I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking. I'm thinking that Woody filmed his had his own house filmed, but I don't think that. I think Peter filmed inside Woody's house. Huh. But Woody is trying to. He's guilty of something. He's trying to cover something up. Well, I'm glad at least the Felix murder case is solved, um, and that we can just concentrate on the the bus crash and uh, how we're gonna wrap this season up and get Weevil out of trouble right right um but there are four episodes left of the season and we're gonna watch the next three which is gonna be just so killer for you and your husband and uh i'm looking forward to just being able to 
being ready to jump off as soon as we're done recording next week. <laughs> what? Jump off? Because you're going to want to go right and watch the finale. Oh, yes, definitely. Okay. But we have three so, more right now. The next three are Nevermind the Buttocks. Yep. What is that a reference to? Oh, Nevermind the Bollocks. I believe that's a Sex Pistols album. Okay. I, I knew it sounded familiar. All right. The second one is Look Who's Stalking mm-hmm. and Happy Go Lucky. Happy Go Lucky. All right. Awesome. So uh, just looking at the synopsis of each of these episodes, we got some good stuff. We got some good stuff. Looking forward to it. All right. Well, I think that's it for our podcast. I'm about drained. <laughs> yeah, me too. My brain hurts. All right. Well, have a good week, everybody. Um, let us know you're listening. Drop in, drop us a drop us a tweet at We Don't Want to Wait, or um, drop a note in the Facebook group. Hey, I'm listening to this episode. You know, really enjoying the coverage or really hating the coverage. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, even if it's uh, months later after we recorded and you're watching it on Hulu and it's finally available, let us know you're listening and that you're you're, you're having some fun. Uh, it's, it's kind of funny to just kind of put this out and hear echoes out there. Just uh, I think a lot of people are waiting for it to hit Hulu. Yeah, <laughs> we're backlocking our podcast. So yeah, they're not crazy like us buying DVDs off of Amazon. I know, and used ones <laughs> at that that I, I painfully go through as. And, trying to get through all the skips but uh yeah <laughs> all right uh bye everybody bye